I feel like a news reporter. Oh. I have my hands like crossed on the desk. We're ready for all of you to listen to us, which is what I guess news reporters feel and do. Welcome to Two Girls, One Ghost News, where we read your stories back to you. Hot on the press today are ghosts. (laughs) This is kind of reminding me of the intros that we do for In Paranormal News on Patreon, too. (laughs) They're so funny. We are your anchors. That is Corinne. I am Sabrina. This is Two Girls, One Ghost. Two girls, one ghost. All righty. Hello. Sabrina, why don't you start us off? I'm pretty sure I started last week, but I'm happy to start again this week. Okay. Because you have done a lot of talking in recent episodes because you did a two-parter. Yes. My voice hurts, so (laughs) give me a break. Talk to me. Okay. And I might actually have three stories depending on time. So I... I'm so excited about this one because I'm on the East Coast right now. Um, By the time this episode comes out, I probably will be back in LA after a month or more of being here. And on my first week here, I drove past my childhood home that I grew up in that, that was haunted. And it's in Branchburg, New Jersey, a like small little town that no one really knows of. So I usually say like I'm from, you know, around Bridgewater or... Princeton. And I did move to Princeton in high school, but I had never known anyone in Brantford who had had paranormal experiences aside from my family. And literally two days ago, someone emailed, Mel emailed saying Brantford experiences. No way. Oh my gosh. This is as hometown as it could possibly get. This is so cool. (laughs) I was so excited. So without further ado, hometown haunt from my pal, Mel. And Mel, I tried to stalk you because I was like, do we know each other? Do we have friends in common? And I could not find you. So I need to work on my investigative skills. I didn't do a lot of, to be fair, I was out at dinner with my mom and I was like, do we know a Mel last name? And so to be continued, my investigation, I mean. You'll be new friends, maybe. Yes. I just listened to the Sabrina special episode and it was so real to hear my absolute nowhere of a hometown come out. Fun coincidence, I also moved to Branchburg from Somerville at a young age and my Branchburg house was also full of weird phenomena. I wonder if it was the same one or on the same street. I think if it was the same street, we would have known each other, but I know Branchburg really, really well. So let me know, Mel, where you were. We also don't know how old Mel is either. So no, but Mel did say move from Somerville to Branchburg at a young age similarly. So I imagine there was probably some crossover at some point. Yeah, potentially. Or maybe it's my wishful thinking, I hope. Okay. (laughs) Doors would slam shut on their own nearly every day. If it had just been that, I would have attributed it to drafts. But there were other things that are a bit more difficult to explain. I would often hear footsteps when no one was home. Pets would react to things no one could see. I had one cat who habitually acted like he was chasing something when nothing was there. Once or twice, my dog freaked me out by standing in the hallway, growling at nothing in the middle of the night. By far, the most ghostly experience I had there, though, is the morning I walked into the kitchen and saw the figure of a woman standing at the coffee maker. Her back was to me and I wasn't looking directly at her, so I assumed it was my mother. But when I looked away and looked back, she had vanished. 
I later realized my mother wasn't even out of bed yet. In fact, I was the only one awake in the house. Whatever may have been there, I don't think it was malicious. Nothing bad ever happened. So eventually I got so desensitized to it all that I could be home alone at night hearing footsteps and slamming doors upstairs without thinking anything of it. Since it never escalated, it kind of became boring after a while. Oh my God. (laughs) Other people's Uh, terror and horror and worst nightmare. I'm just like, oh, give me something Uh, new. Same old hauntings. Anyway... It's so cool to see someone from Branchburg doing literally anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, that's that's rich. (sighs) It's so rare to hear about the Beeberg in the wild, since the only notable things that have happened there in the last 10 years are the one double homicide and that time an emu was running loose repeatedly crossing 202 and nobody came forward to claim it. Spookiest regards, Mel. Okay, well, I didn't know about either of those instances, so I need to do some reading. Damn, I want to go to your hometown. (laughs) This is (laughs) <laughs> this is wild. Jeez. Well, thank you for emailing. Wow. So great. Yeah. That that was so fun. And it's so nice for me to just have knowledge that I wasn't the only one who grew up in a haunted house in Branchburg. And it makes sense, right? Like in the six years that we've done this podcast, there's so many reasons that hauntings can happen, but they happen all over the place. It's not the whole town has to be haunted for multiple places to have experiences or whatnot. It could be the family, whatever it is. But it used to be old farmland. Who knows? I love that this woman was at the coffee maker, though. She's like, I might be a ghost, but I still need coffee. Branchburg, the way that I view it now, having the only two stories I've ever heard from it be Mel's and yours, I'm picturing it as, you know, when people say there's always a spider within seven feet of you. I feel like in Branchburg, there's always a ghost somewhere. There's some sort of haunting within seven feet of you. And sometimes it's nice and it's mundane and boring like Mel thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I have a haunting for us. Lovely. And this is from Sarah. Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. My name is Sarah. I'm sure you've heard it a million times by now, but I love the podcast. I've only been listening for about a year and I have a lot of catching up to do, but I've thought about telling my story ever since I began listening, but I was worried that it wasn't interesting or spooky enough. And I was also procrastinating typing it. (laughs) We've been there. Oh yeah. I have two semi-short stories to share. One is kind of weird. One very creepy. Oh, oh. So let's start out with the easy one. I am 22 years old now. Let's see when this was sent. Okay. So maybe 23. Happy birthday, whenever it was. (laughs) I'm 22 years old now, and I've always felt open to the paranormal and have been watching things about the strange and unknown my whole life, even though it scares the crap out of me. I've always had these feelings about things happening right before they happen in very specific detail. For example, one time I was in my high school class and there was this American flag that hung on the wall. All year, it hadn't moved an inch until one day I was sitting there And I had this odd feeling for some reason, and I couldn't stop looking at the flag in thinking that this flag was going to fall. Not even five seconds later, not only did the flag fall, but it had been hit by some kid with his crutch and came crashing down, taking out a bunch of things in its path. It was a really big flag. I have always had way too many things that happen when I knew that they were going to. 
and I did believe that maybe they were all just coincidences. I even predicted Leo winning an Oscar the night before in one of my dreams. Wait, did Leo win an Oscar finally? Yeah, for the, what was the one where he was in like a bear or the horse? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. After the bear attack. I can't remember. Wait, Leo, Oscar. I feel like I've jumped to a new timeline because I did not know the Zodiac was captured. I did not know Leo won an Oscar. I feel like these are big things that... Revenant. Didn't ex... Revenant. Yes, I did watch that. Okay. Now on to the scary stuff. Ghosts. I mean, that's what we're here for, right? I've recently moved, but before I did, I lived in my grandfather's old home. One night when I was about 19 years old, my cousin and I were about to go see It, Chapter 2. She hadn't seen the first one yet, so we decided to put it on before we went. My room was in the hallway and had no windows at night, and it makes the hallway pitch dark. When I watched The Nun and The Woman in Black the first time, I made someone go turn on the light because I hate ghosts gliding down dark hallways. Fair. We were about halfway through the movie when out of the corner of my eye, I see an old woman peek her head and just her head and one (laughs) hand around my doorway, and she's staring at me. I immediately freaked out and looked at the door when I saw no one was there. And I thought, oh, maybe it's just my eyes playing tricks on me. Until I noticed my dog was looking at the door. And then I look at my cousin who doesn't believe in ghosts. And she looks super confused and a little creeped. And I just say, did you just? And she replies, see an old woman? (laughs) We both looked at each other in shock. I went to go look for my mom in case I saw a glimpse of her walking by or anything to explain this, but she had been outside the whole time. The thing that makes seeing this thing 10 times worse is that my step-grandmother had died in the house. We brushed it off feeling uneasy and we just went to the movie, but while watching the movie, the scene with the old lady came on and there's a part where she looks over the doorframe just like what we had just seen. We both looked at each other completely freaked out. When I got home, I had the worst nightmare of my life that I still remember to this day. Mm -mm. I had been looking out in the backyard and saw Valak, the nun from the Conjuring movies, in the tree line of the forest backing my house. (laughs) I freaked. I ran to my sister's room trying to tell her what I had just seen, but she had just been looking down the same hallway, staring. I was crying and I was begging her to listen and I turn around and I see what she's staring at. My mom was on her knees down this dark hallway in my home, praying to the nun and who else but the old lady that I had just seen. My sister, without saying a word, starts to... Okay, wait, we're in the dream though, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you for... still horrifying. Mm -hmm. Yes. My sister, without saying a word, starts to walk over to them while I'm crying, grabbing at her, trying to get her to snap out of it and to help me. She reaches them, she gets on her knees and starts praying to them. I look back at Valak and the old lady and they're staring into my soul and yelling in the most demonic menacing voice, kneel and beg. I decided to scream the best thing that I could think of in this moment, which was, fuck you. (laughs) Then I screamed so loud and chilling, it made my ears bleed. And they said, then die. And they started gliding super fast towards me until I was jolted awake. I woke in a sweat and I was crying. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw a black figure until I rushed to turn on the light. And then there was nothing. I've always been afraid of the dark and I've never been embarrassed to admit it because even to this day, I proudly need a nightlight. I've always been fully aware of what lurks in the corner just outside of my sight. And 
I've experienced it. I saw it as a warning and I went to go get sage as fast as I could. I tried my best to protect my house without my family finding out since they don't believe in any of this. That was the worst paranormal experience that I've had. And I really hope it stays that way. I hope my story wasn't too long and that you enjoyed it. And maybe you got a little creeped out. If you guys ever want to do something spooky in Florida, I highly suggest St. Augustine. See you on the other side. Love your very haunted listener, Sarah. Well, we definitely want to be in St. Augustine. We have talked about it for years. Can I add one more thing? Because Sarah had followed up with a tiny bit of context and Mm -hmm. said, I have just learned that the room I slept in was the bedroom that my grandmother had died in. So maybe that explains a bit more. Okay. But also I'm like, does it? Well, so the first part of the story, then like seeing the old lady peek her head out totally with the context of knowing that the step-grandmother did just recently pass away does make sense. But if I want to take it in a darker, scarier way, which I do right now, I'm going to, there's a spirit who knows that they are about to see the nun and knows that Sarah's step-grandmother had just passed away and knows that this part of the movie occurs and decides to terrify them. Yeah. And be a menace and scary. So scary. And I mean, I feel like the peeking around the door, if my mom were in spirit form and knew I was about to go see a a scary movie and that she could scare me with doing that, I feel like my mom would do that. (laughs) But the part of the dream, like being included in the dream and just like, it's just disturbing imagery. It's so taunting. It's so evil, right? And so for those two, like the nun from the Conjuring movie, and then this woman who was in the doorframe to basically challenge her and taunt her and be like, all the people you look to for safety are already kneeling and begging from me. And now you're going to be next or I'll kill you. Like That is so scary. It's so awful. But okay, to play devil's advocate a little bit, <laughs> there is, I guess not the devil's advocate to play. Where does that terminology come from devil's advocate to play because yeah to play devil's advocate but i'm but right now i'm like doing like the positive i'm paying like the angel's advocate like it's enough for the haunting let's just say the haunting exists in the beginning of this story where this spirit peers over with the hands and it's creepy and then add on top that sarah goes to see this movie those two things combined i mean the movie itself can stimulate a nightmare right but i think the two combined whether the spirit like the spirit didn't even have to manipulate sarah's dreams because those two things on their own could do it true the hand and the peeking out is so creepy it's like just anything like that it just i also imagine like it's a sideways head like a right yeah that's exactly what i picture too okay this is what i'm picturing it as the creepiest possible way okay Are you going to try to get out of frame and then crawl into it? Where are you? Oh, you you have to go full screen for me to see it. I'll do it again. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Should I do what I what I picture? Yeah, I feel. I think my first one was better, but yes, I want to see yours. Okay. Well, I'll see yours in our in our final edited. Okay. This is. I don't know if I'm. I can't see my full frame. This is kind of what I pictured. It was just like a. Yeah. Like super. It's. Oh, my boob just slapped the microphone. John Cena. (laughs) 
Oh man. Um, See, having video is so fun because we can do things like this. Like now I want to like get up and do a dance. <laughs> Perform for me, Sabrina. I want to act out every single story we read. <laughs> what if we did that where you would read the story and then I on the other side have to like, it's like improv or it's like on the spot. I have to do the action of, of whatever you're That's reading. That's our dream television show it's drunk history but ghost stories that's what we want to do we should do a ghostly charades in the beginning of one of our episodes <laughs> who, who am i who am i <laughs> <laughs> i like it okay let's do oh. it we could do that on uh our monthly lives for we can yeah we did Patreon, do pictionary Patreon. which was really hard. oh that's true that's true okay i have a story from our listener Andy and this is a really really sweet one or maybe I should end with this one because it's super sweet okay okay yeah end with a nice one okay I have a story from our listener Michelle and it's called who walked upstairs (laughs) hi ghostesses it's summertime and after And after a few margaritas, I began telling my friend all about my paranormal experiences and remembered a few key ones. I love that Michelle's like, I had margs, told a friend about my ghost stories, and now, you know what? I was inspired to tell you. I hope hope Michelle was drinking margaritas as she wrote this to us as well. I really hope so too. Well, spicy marg. So this one, it could have a connection, but it also could not. Tell me what you think. This happened in 2010 in my very first home after condo living since returning to Canada. It was a new home. We saw it being built from the ground up, which many are probably thinking a new home could be haunted. Not unless you've listened to our podcast because we've learned they can. (laughs) And my childhood home was. Yeah, evidence. Hard evidence. Michelle said, I thought the same thing. But it turns out every home I live in, there's something supernatural because I guess I'm a freaking magnet. One night, I had a sleepover with my cousin, and whenever we were together, we were up until the wee hours of the morning. We'd watch YouTube, play with action figures, until we were too tired to even talk. That night, he was playing with the action figures while I was on YouTube replaying some WWE episodes. Corinne, this is perfect timing when you just died like a body slam. (laughs) That's so You already acted it out. There you go. Channeling John Cena. (laughs) What? My gosh. Everybody was in bed, including my parents and my sister and the cats too. I remember I was about to ask my cousin something, but I stopped because I heard footsteps being dragged on my carpet, like someone was really tired and just walking from room to room. My cousin and I looked at each other and shushed. Maybe it was my dad or mom ready to nag us about not sleeping yet. So we waited. If it was my dad, he would go downstairs and I'd hear his footsteps. My mom would open the door and check in on us. But suddenly the footsteps stopped and neither of those things happened. So we just waited, holding our breaths. Nothing. We shrugged it off and for a second there was silence. And then again, the sound of dragging footsteps caught mine and my cousin's attention. It sounded like it made its way from my parents' room slowly. So once again, I was expecting my parents to come in, especially because the footsteps started coming towards my closed door. Ma, I called out. No answer. My closed door didn't open, but the footsteps continued. Suddenly, they stopped at my closed 
door. Daddy, I called out. And when he didn't answer and the door remained shut, I got up. This wasn't funny. I got up and I grabbed onto a pink vase on my dresser. I looked at my cousin and said, Matthew, stay here. I'm going to see what this is. My cousin shook his head. Dude, don't. It's probably just your parents. Nah, I know my parents. This is not like them. I could hear and feel my heartbeat in my ears as I gripped onto this vase tighter and tighter. I was expecting a serial killer to be at my door and ready to kill me. But guess what? I swung my bedroom door open and nothing. It was dark and empty. The next morning, both my cousin and I darted down the stairs to tell my mom. And my mom tries to never give in to this type of, you know, seeing spirits and hearing them talk. But when she heard our story and the events of the night prior, she was shocked. It wasn't me anymore. It was both myself and my cousin experiencing this. How could two kids be screwing around about footsteps? She told us it could have been my dad or my sister sleepwalking. Nothing to worry about. As if two people sleepwalking in your family isn't something already weird. Right. Like what the hell are they talking about? In there's, ugh, that's even worse. Put full, that, full possession if there's more than one sleepwalker. Stepbrothers. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a funny version of it. This is the, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is the horrifying, spooky version. But later that day, she came to me and asked again about the night. I told her everything that happened and showed her what the footsteps sounded like. And I could see she was trying to make logical sense of it. There was no way this house was showing signs of a haunting again. But then she came clean and I was surprised. She said to me, it's funny you said that. You know, I've seen a girl's head on the railing, just her blonde head floating at the railing. She shows what? up and it looks like she's lowering down to the first floor. Ah! I've seen her a few times, but she's always at the railing. So who was this walking around the hallway that night? Is it the girl? Why is she always at the railing? I feel like every home I've lived in has a story to tell. Hope you're both doing well. Corinne, happy engagement. Now wedding. Stay spooky, stay weird, and don't get possessed. Lots of love, Michelle. Oh my God. This is so scary. Okay. Ew. Positive. Positive spin. Okay. It is very scary, but Michelle's mom saw this little girl a couple times and she's always at the railing, like kind of floating down, meaning she's upstairs for the most part, which makes me think she sees Michelle and her cousin hanging out, staying up all night playing. And, you know, maybe she feels left out and wants to be included. And that's true. Doesn't really have the ability to go beyond the like hallway area. So maybe she just like keeps trying to like lurk outside the door. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice positive spin, <laughs> which is like positive, but also sad because then it's like she wants to participate and she's just an onlooker. Uh, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> You're not convinced. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely convinced. And it's just so scary, just like knowing something's beyond the door, knowing something's walking back and forth. And then yeah. to raise your concerns to your mom and be like, oh yeah, I basically see like, to me, it sounds, the floating head sounds almost like it's a decapitated head. Like it's not the full body. It's just yeah. a head. But we, you know, some spirits have some problems. Showing mm -hmm. up just like, you know, some men have problem getting it up. 
it's just, it's <laughs> difficult. And there's no pills to take to show your body. If what the <laughs> This feels like this feels like Mad Libs. <laughs> like, like, what's happening? <laughs> I wasn't gonna say it because I was like, this makes no sense. But then I was like, you know what? Just release your weird, Sabrina. <laughs> release, release your inner <laughs> oddities. Oh, oh my god, that was funny. It's kind of like you know. Sometimes, sometimes I think I just try to say things that are gonna shock people. Because they don't expect me to say them. Actually, a yeah. lot of my thoughts, if I said them out loud, would shock people. So for the most part, I don't say them. And here we are. Here we are. And but well, luckily for you, you have a pod. You have a you. We have a podcast. <laughs> this is what if you were just a of... figment of my imagination? <laughs> what if it... This is your Donnie Darko, Do, whoa, Donnie Darko moment. Jeez, mm-hmm. uh, that's freaky. I mean, I you could convince me that I'm not real and I'm just a part of you, and I think I would believe it. Honestly, here's the thing, though. You're so funny, and you're like, like I couldn't make you up because my own brain isn't like that. No, I think like you I got the you better could. part of my brain if I created you. I barely speak English, Sabrina. How is that at all true? You're hilarious. <laughs> so are you! Uh, we're just two halves two making ghosts. one whole. Just two halves making one hole. What? he could have create like a video compilation from everything he saw in his mind at my wedding of this is like not an English sentence but basically my cousin Mallory she works in the porn industry and the thing the thing she she says is shocking sometimes yes very and my brother was like I wish I just had a could make a compilation of the whole weekend of Mallory talking and people's reactions (laughs) Just like quick cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Just (gasps) just all of that. Oh, Oh, man. man. Okay. I have a story now that we can move on to. (laughs) It is called The Little Girl That Attached Herself to Me. So the first story of my haunted childhood house. It all began when my mom and stepfather got together and bought this house in the middle of the woods in Swansea, South Carolina. So short story first, because it is quite a long one and probably way too long for your show. (laughs) Guess what? We're reading it. The previous owners died of old age in the house, and that is why we got it for so cheap. Needless to say, I don't think this was the case looking back on this as an adult. I remember as a kid around 13, me and my buddy were playing Xbox 360 and behind was the door to my bedroom. And it had this inch gap underneath where you could look underneath the door and see the hallway leading to my stepsister's room. Well, as we were playing, we both noticed that the hallway light seemed to be a bit off and it was pitch black in the hallway. So being curious and the deviant kid that I was, I went to go turn on the lights because I just never felt right in that house in the dark. Lo and behold, as I opened the door, 
I noticed that the lights were still on. So I looked back at my buddy to confirm that nothing had been going on before I opened the door and he confirmed I was correct, or at least we thought. That night he went home because he was scared that maybe someone was watching us. And then I tried to go to bed. Terrible decision. That night I had a dream. Some would say night terror. I say, I finally saw what was lurking in that house. In that dream, I was playing the Xbox with my buddy again, but this time when I looked under the door, there was nothing but pitch black darkness and you couldn't see through it if you tried. And this time when I turned back to look at my buddy, he's gone. I heard a creaking noise and looked back and there was my stepsister's bedroom slowly creaking open inch by inch. No. As it finally swung open fully, I noticed that the room was completely filled with just black smoke, this thickness that was staring back at me. I froze with fear, just staring into the darkness. And then a little girl with long black hair and long arms started to run down the hall and chase me out of the bedroom, (gasps) down the stairs and around the house and into the basement as she caught me and she slit my throat. And then I woke up with a sweaty panic in my room with marks all around my neck that I didn't find out about until later in the morning when I went to go take a shower. That very morning, I asked my mom where the old owners used to sleep. And she said, in your sister's room, why do you ask? I told her I have a bad feeling about that room and about my dreams. And of course, my mom would say that it's just a dream and nothing can hurt you. But to this day, I have to look over my shoulder telling the story because in the end, I feel like something was trying to attach itself to me and possibly did. See you on the other side and on Patreon, Dylan. Okay, Dylan, um, the ominous ending of possibly did attach itself uh, to you makes me think that there is more to the story that you are not telling us. And <gasps> there is, and just the darkness lingering there and kind of like this massive being, this like ominous cloud. It does make me wonder if perhaps the older people who were living there, if they experienced anything like the previous owners makes me sad, you know, thinking that maybe there was something really scary affecting them. Tormenting. And especially if they were older, it's like one of those things where people are like, oh, it's dementia. They're hallucinating. But like, what if for this couple specifically, there was something really dark and demonic in their home and Dylan was seeing it. It's kind of like how scammers take advantage of the elderly because you know like the like there's been a lot of things recently where they pretend to be like grandchildren and they're like i really need money help me and can mimic your voice using ai so scary yeah i think it's just upsetting to think that spirits can do that too and take advantage of elderly and their inability to like get help in regards to the hauntings but the fact that this little girl has long arms like that's such a specific detail that well i mean okay let's just say the whole thing this is not a little girl no this is something demonic something dark if it's chasing dylan and leaving actual scratches on dylan's neck i know i'm like looking around myself because i'm getting nervous just talking about this but yeah oh the waking up and not even realizing like dylan didn't even realize that they had anything on their throat for a while. So, you you know, they woke up and was like, oh my God, what a horrible dream. That was so scary. And then probably looked in the mirror and was like, oh, okay. That wasn't just a dream. Cool, 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 cool. cool, cool, cool." And it sounds like Dylan 
just from like the experience, it didn't really feel like just a dream anyway, but then it was confirmed Mm -hmm. that it was more than just a dream based because of the scratches. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Well, I do have a nicer story. It is a bit sad, but it just, so you know, it is like a, it has a nice message to it. So this is from our listener, Andy, and it's called My Grandfather Died to See Me Get Married. Greetings, ladies and ghost. My name is Andy, she, her, and I'm an Idaho transplant in Texas, patiently hoping for a live show anywhere between the two. After coming out from under the podcast rock I've been under, I discovered your show last year and have been binging ever since. Like everyone else, I feel like I've gained two best friends that never judge, no matter how crazy or scary a story may seem. Okay, story time. I got married last July, but the month before the weekend of my bachelorette party, my mom called me to let me know that my grandfather was likely not going to make it through the night. I definitely cried on a beautiful male dancer that evening. (laughs) Grandpa made it another 24 hours and died that Sunday. I was born the day before his birthday, so my whole life we've shared a very special connection, always celebrating together, or at the very least, calling to wish each other happy birthday. It was hard a month later when that call didn't come for the first time in 30 years. About a week after he passed, I was getting a massage from my Reiki healer, and she paused to ask me about the presence of a male that she was feeling. She said it felt like she was holding someone on her lap and was overwhelmingly proud. I told her my grandpa had passed recently and she said, oh, that's who it is. And he's letting me know that he knew this was the only way he would be able to see you get married. Oh, I burst into tears. My husband and I had decided that since his family is in Texas and mine is in Idaho, we would get married in Las Vegas because it was easier for both families to get to. This meant that my grandparents would not make it as they weren't up for any kind of travel. When we finally had his funeral in August, I was able to talk to my uncles who had been with him the days leading up to his passing, and they mentioned some of the things he was saying and doing before he left. He told one of them that he'd seen his parents and had a nice visit with them. He also told one of them that my aunt Carolyn, his eldest daughter who had unexpectedly died in 2017, had come to see him as well. They said the limited time that he was awake his last few hours, he spent it looking around the room as if in awe. He would look right past the people physically present, but it still looked like he was seeing someone. I fully believe when people are close to death, they see things that the rest of us can't. Angels and past loved ones come to help them with the transition. And I believe he saw his angels and was not alone when he passed. Well, ladies, it was longer than anticipated, but I hope you enjoyed Your podcast and listener stories have helped me through a miscarriage that I had a few months ago by affirming my belief that there is something more out there. And I just know my baby boy is with both my grandpas watching over me until it's my time to join them. Keep it spooky and see you on the other side. Also, hopefully sooner. Andy. This is, yeah, you, you prepared me for it. It was both sad and beautiful. Yeah. My gosh. I, I think it's nice to think that in the last a few moments of his life that he was looking around in awe, right? That what he was seeing was beautiful and warm and exciting and most comforting and welcoming. Well, it's a beautiful thing that he got to be there. I know. And the message of the, he knew that this was the only way he could see you get married, which is not only so sweet and like beautiful, but also then means that at the wedding, 
Andy knows for a fact he was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, chills. I'm glad he could go. I know. I know. I'm like, I want to go wrap myself in a blanket now and hug Andy. Yeah. And just think about Andy's (laughs) wedding. (laughs) Well, that was very, very lovely and sad. And, but also I'm really, and I'm really sorry for your loss as well, Andy. Like, I do think it's beautiful that while it wasn't our intention in, in creating this podcast, I love that it has created a space for people to feel comforted by others, but then also by the notion of the afterlife and that our loved ones are still here or are somewhere waiting for us and we'll be reunited with them. I definitely believe that we will be. And I feel like we have an inbox full of proof. Mm -hmm. Tales. Yeah. Well, thank you everyone. Thank you all for joining us. You can email us any of your experiences with the paranormal at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com that email is also written in the show notes so if you're looking for that you can find it there or on our website two girls one ghost we also have social media so you can find us on tiktok instagram all those things that wherever there's all the things we have discord mm-hmm. all that jazz yeah. again March. in the show notes and on our all website that jazz jazz fingers Woo. And thank you to all of you for listening. Thank you to our editor, Christina, for editing our show. And thank you to all of you. We love you. And I really want to, if you're watching on YouTube, I kind of want to end by going like doing the creepy thing. Okay. And we will see you on the other side. I've never been (gasps) that creeped out by myself and ever. I know, you scared me. Very spooky.